released another episode this morning. Um, I did a, a flow or something a few minutes ago for you guys. Um, this episode is probably going to be broken up into a lot of sections because I'm heading to drop my daughter off. And then, oh my God, I forgot to put my chapstick on the phone. And then when I leave from there, um, I don't know. When I leave from dropping my daughter off, I'm going to be heading to work. So it's going to be a lot of sections broken up into this episode. I'm already late for work because it's 8.05. So I'm going to be late for work today. Um, but yeah, so I just want to talk to you guys because I know yesterday I told you guys I was going to let you know my attachment style. So in order to really figure out what's going on in the, ti- in the tired episode title, you have to do episode one and then go into episode two. We talk about two different things, and um, just to fully understand. So, honestly, with everything going on, you guys, it has been a rough, rough week for me. So, for some reason, this week I keep thinking about my ex-boyfriend of two years, because I keep wondering like if he's okay. Should I reach out to him? Is everything good on his end? But you know, I'm guessing he is good. I was talking to my mom about it this morning. I said, Mom, I said. I probably would still be with him, but I said, I remember my mom kept telling me, well, he's not going to marry you, you should let it go. And then she said today, oh, well, I didn't put that pressure. I said, mom, you did. You kept getting in my hand saying, Sherelle, he's not going to marry you. This is what happened. So that's when I just broke up with him. Well, yes, he didn't fight for it, but I, I see why, because he he was tired of me. And it wasn't all my, it wasn't all his fault. So I don't know. To this day, I just question, like, why did he leave? Why, where did he go? Why didn't he stay with me? Like, why did I let him go? Like, was it a mistake? Should I had to stay? I don't know. We probably would still be together going into three years if I still want them to be honest with you guys. We probably would be going into three or four years of dating right now. And if I didn't put too much pressure, maybe he would have, like, moved down here eventually. I don't know. But at that time, I just didn't see it that way. I don't know, you guys. Like, I'm hurt. So, I just wish I had done things differently. Like, I wish I had a move differently. Like, I made some mistakes. But, you know, what can you do? Like, you give, you do what you can. And at that time, I didn't even know that I had this attachment style that existed. But I remember... How I was with him, I was demanding, I was mean sometimes, I was always, like, in a sense, smothering him, like, I always felt like I had to be, I don't know, I did a lot of things that I look back at now, and I regret, I regret the breakup now, because I feel like I should have given him time, but I don't know, like, with, with two years, like, not enough time to say, let's move together, let's get married one day, I don't know, I don't know what I did wrong, but... When I think about it, I'm mad at myself because of the behaviors that I exhibited during that time. I look back and I go, Sherelle, why did you do that? Like, why did you act that way? Like, what were you thinking? And I did not come over to cry this morning, y'all, but it's just I woke up. So much has happened this week that I'm trying to deal with. Like, even on top of that situation happening. So, um, on top of that situation happening, um, I hear from my daughter's father last night. Mind you, I haven't heard from my daughter's father in like a year. I don't know where he is. He's like he just quit off space of earth and just 
left me and his daughter, basically, in a sense. So I finally get, like, a text from him last night. And he texts me, like, hey, pick up the phone, I'm calling you. So I pick up, and I'm like, hello, we're talking on the phone, and he's just telling me about, like, how he misses his daughter, whatever. So I let him talk on the phone with his daughter, because I'm not, I told him, I don't have no hate in my heart for you. I said, yeah, you weren't present for your daughter. Yeah, you should have been a better father. But I said, I don't have no hate in my heart for you. I said, I don't. I don't feel a way. I said, I don't feel any kind of way towards you like that. I'm like, I just want you to be a good father to my daughter. I said, I just want you to step into the plate and co-parent with me. And that's all I've ever wanted. And then he's asking me, like, do I tell other guys? Do she call other guys her dad? I said, no, because you are her father. I'm not going to allow her to call another man her, her dad when you are her father. Like, no. I said, she's not. I'm not looking for a father. You are supposed to be her father, but you're not present. He's talking about he want to be different and change. But I know him. I know he doesn't. I don't think he knows how to be a father. He has several other kids. And I feel like he just doesn't know how to be a father. I mean, I do wish that he was more present with my daughter. I do wish that he was more there for her. But I know him, and I know that he just doesn't know how to do that. And I know that it's nothing I can do. It's nothing I can do you know, to make him want to be a father to her. I can't force him to be a father to her. I can't make him do something that he just cannot do at this time. You know what I mean? So I hope he makes a change for the better, but that's all I can really do, you know? Because I hadn't heard from him so long, you guys. So hearing from him yesterday, it was shocking. But in the sense, he got to talk to my daughter. She got to talk to her father. He wanted to tell her, like, hey, I'm your dad. But I said, no, don't do that because if you do that, then she's going to start asking me every day, where's my daddy? Where's my daddy? Where's dad? And I said, I don't want her to have her heart broken because I said, you come back into her life, you need to be present. We got to take baby steps. You can't just move into something and you haven't been in her life for God knows how long. So I was like, no. So I don't know. Like I said, that situation was weird yesterday. Um, also, I'm just disappointed in my behavior because yesterday, like, remember I told you guys, if you listen to Tire Part 1 and Part 2, I talked to you guys about how I reached out to my guy friend to apologize and all this stuff. And I did. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, and I say, he's like, oh, I- I'm over it. I forgave you, blah, blah, blah. He says that, but I don't think he really forgave me. I think he's still mad at me, but it's nothing I can do, you know. I feel like I've tried so hard to be a good friend to him. Yeah, I made some mistakes. Again, I know in that friendship I made mistakes. But like I said, a lot of the stuff I'm doing has a lot to do with my attachment style. So, yes, I made some mistakes in that friendship. And i got to realize, like, I can apologize to people all day, but I can't force them to be in my life. That's something that I'm working at, guys. That's something that I'm struggling at. That's something that I'm like, Sherelle. You can't make somebody be in your life. You can't force them. You can't smother them. You can't do these things you've been doing because what I've been doing is not working. It's not right. And I'm in a lot of situations where I'm triggered, and instead of walking away, I just keep allowing it. Like yesterday, the day before, when I was in that situation with him, I got so triggered. Should I have walked away? Yes. Should I have stopped responding? Yes. Should I have handled that differently? Yes. I didn't know how at that time, so I didn't handle it properly. Do I regret it? Yes. Am I apologetic for my partner? Yes, and I told him that. But he's acting like he 
doesn't, I don't know, like he said yesterday in the text message, oh, I forgive you, I'm over it, or whatever, but I don't think he really is. I think he's just taking his face on me, so I don't know. I don't care. I can't worry about that situation anymore. I'm just, guys, I'm just tired. I deal with so much on a daily basis, like, I'm just tired. But I do want to talk to you guys about my attachment styles. I just told y'all everything but that. And I'm probably going to have to pause this in a minute. You guys, because i got to get my daughter out of the car. So this episode will probably have a lot of segments to it, so look out for that. So anyway, um, my attachment style is called anxious. Um, I think it's anxious preoccupied attachment style. Um, I first was aware of this when I went to therapy. And my doctor told, my therapist told me, she said, you have anxious attachment style. And I said, what is that? So she told, sent me the YouTube video. She gave me all this paperwork and she told me to look over it. And I was like, yes, that's me. And when you have that type of attachment style, because I want to really like, what I'm, I mean, I really want to make sure that I'm telling you guys the right information, even though I pretty much know it, but I want to make sure that kind of like you guys, um, no, um, okay. Uh, I want to kind of give you guys the gist of that, um, <coughs> dating. Okay, so, basically, uh, I'm trying to look up my style. I can find that. Okay. So, basically, signs of anxious attachment in children. It's crying that, because this thing stems from childhood, you guys. So it's crying that isn't easily consoled. They become a very upset when a caregiver leaves, clinging to their attachment figures, exploring less than children of a similar age, appearing generally anxious, not interacting with strangers, having problems regulating and controlling negative emotions, displaying aggressive behavior and poor peer action. So when I look at these, some of the things that, these are some of the things I did as a child, which I didn't realize how I just read it, to be honest. But some of these things as a child, I did do. Like, I remember being very attached to my parents. I remember uh, probably, I did probably cry a lot, but I was consoled. But I remember, like, um, not interacting with strangers. I was really shy. So I remember a lot of things that I did as a child. So now I'm going to get to the anxious attachment style in adults. So, difficulty trusting others low self-worth, worries that your partners will abandon you, craving closeness and intimacy, being overly dependent on relationships, requiring frequent reassurance that people care about you, being overly sensitive to a partner's actions and moods, being highly emotional, impulsive, unpredictable, and moody. So, that's how I am in my relationship, you guys. For years, I didn't know that I had attachment styles like this, but now I do know that I, that's something I have. Um, now that I know this, I definitely have to heal myself. I have to work on it. Um, so a lot of these, like I said, I do have generalized anxiety disorder, which is what my doctor diagnosed me with. I did not know that, um, that I had this attachment style, but I do. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because it's important in some of the, when I come to you guys and tell you about the relationships I had or who I talked to, they ended because of my attachment style. Because I didn't know how to control it. I didn't have the tools. So now I do realize in a lot of my relationships, they're stressful, they're emotional, they're negative, and they're unsafe. 
Um, it's definitely something that I have to work on, you guys. I was talking to my mom, and I said, Mom, in a lot of my relationships, I know that I push people away because of how I act. But at the time, I didn't realize that it was because of my attachment style. So that's a lot of things I have to work on. This healing stuff is so not easy, guys. And I really got to work through it. Um, but anyway, guys, so I got to go and drop, go and bring, take my daughter in my aunt's house right quick. So when I get back out the car, I will come back and keep recording with you guys. And we'll talk more about my attachment style and more about my behavior. So I'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. I don't know what the heck that was just now, but I'm back. I am back. I'm sorry, guys. I had to drop my daughter in the house, which took me a few minutes, and then you know, she never wants me to leave. So, anyway, back to what I was talking about. So, I want to talk to you guys about my, my anxious attachment style. So, yes, I did not know for years that I had this. For years, I did not know. I kept wondering why things in my life were the way they were, but I didn't know why all my friendships and relationships ended like that until I, I figured it out, until my therapist told me that. And then that's when it started to make sense to me, like, oh, my God, I have this anxious style. So, um, yeah, so that's when it, it kind of clicked, like, oh, my God, Sarah, you really do need to get help. It, like, clicked to me in, in, in this weird sense. So this is what I want to tell you guys. So... I know it's other people that have this attachment style just like me. Um, that's why I wanted to go to Google and I really wanted to make sure I'm saying all the right things because I don't want to say something wrong and then I don't be right. So basically, this attachment style is really hard. I've lost a lot of people in my life because of this and I did not know that that's why I was losing them. So I get emotional about it because. I'm disappointed in myself for some of the things I did in my past because I didn't realize that this was going on with me. You know, I blame a lot of people for the things that happened in my life. I say this person did this, this, or that. And it's like, no, Terrell, you did this too. Like, take accountability for what you did. Looking back at a lot of my relationships, I don't know how I got like this. I don't because years ago, I know I sound old, but when I was dating in my past, like probably like 2010, that era, that era, like, when I was dating, I never had this, that issue. All of a sudden, these issues became very present. And I don't know if they became present after I had my daughter because her father did leave. But um, it just was bad. Um, I want you guys to know this is healable. Like, you can heal from this. You can get better. But you have to know your triggers. You have to know how to walk away from certain things. And if somebody doesn't talk to you for a day or two or a few days, give them space. I kind of realized that in a sense when I was mad at, like, my guy friend. I reached out to him. I shouldn't have done that. I probably should have just gave him space. I should have not overthought everything. I should not blame myself, you know, because he was just as much a part of it as me. But even when that situation happened, had I handled it differently, we would have never even had that argument and fallen out. But, I don't know what the hell I just took on. Uh-huh. So, uh, I don't know what the hell I just took on, guys. 
another thing is whether he would lose those they love. He doesn't really love me. He, he, he slash she doesn't love you as much as you love him because her. He really loved me. He would have, I was right not to trust her and et cetera. And these are things I've thought about people. Like, you think these type of negative thoughts and because you don't know how else to think. They also, you can be very reluctant to express their, your authentic self. Um, so, like, they, it's kind of like you suppress your feelings because you don't want to speak your mind. Like, there's times when I've been dating somebody and I don't think anything about how I feel because I kind of suppress my feelings. Like, in here they say, you know, you suppress your feelings. They, um, and then we become unhappy because we suppress our feelings. They said you crave for intimacy. So, yeah, it's just a lot. So, basically, they tend to take on the role of the pursuer in the relationship. Um, and that's really true. So it's something that I'm trying to do. So this is a lot of things. If you guys have that attachment style, let me know. But yes, so now I'm going to tell you guys what you can do to get help. Um, hold on. I mean, hold on. And like I said, sometimes, guys, you have to, if you got to block people, just block them. If you feel like you can't stop texting or calling somebody, you feel like you're getting obsessed or you feel like you're angry and all these things, just block the person. Sometimes when I don't want to talk to people on my phone, I put a, with the iPhone, you can go to hide alerts. Just hide the alerts. So either put the phone on read so that when they do text you, it looks like you're reading it, but you're not. Just do things like that so that if the person does text you, you're not glued to your phone waiting for a response back because you have them on hide alerts so you're not paying attention. A lot of times you have to do things like this in order to heal. Um, so let me, um, and if you, like, think you may have this, but you're not sure, you can do, like, quizzes online and stuff like that. You can go to YouTube. We have a lot of videos on attachment style. So just look it up because you may have an issue. You may not know it. So I'm going to put, um, oops, sorry about it. Alright. So basically on here it talks about over overcoming anxious anxious attachment style by becoming dismissive. So if you're dismissive when you become dismissive you would say, Oh well, then maybe the other person won't like me or what I did wasn't really that bad. The other person will get over it. It's only a job. It really doesn't matter. I already apologize so it it is over. There's nothing else to be done. They said the, 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 the dismissing person will combine this thinking with some dismissing emotions regulation needs. The person additional unwanted thoughts, deny things are really that bad, detach and ignore their body, any physical discomfort or anxiety sensations. Like then the, the dismissing person might distract themselves and get busy on a new project or hobby, go out and do something fun, forget about it, and go to sleep. So that's basically some things you can do if you're trying to dismiss your behavior. If you feel like you're getting anxious, like yesterday at work, I was getting so anxious because me and my guy friend had fallen out. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was freaking out the whole day at work. I thought about him all day. And I was like, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him now. We got to fix this now. We got to fix this now. So I apologized to him again. And he just texted me back and he was like, this is what he said. Because I'm going to read the text to you guys because I feel like I should. So he said to me, so I apologized to him. He goes, Sherelle, 
She goes, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. My B-Day is passed anyway, so I'll be good. But I sent a long message back, like, you know, letting him know that I don't want to read what I sent because it's so damn long. Um, I say something to him basically along the lines of, you know, basically I just wanted to see him to hang out with him, that I'm trying to make things right, and I apologize or whatever. He says, I forgave you already. You just, you were just, you were feeling your feelings. I left it alone yesterday. And I said, again, I said, I'm sorry. He goes, okay, and that's fine. I'm telling you I left that to yesterday. So I wrote him back. Of course, he didn't respond. So, basically, I was becoming very over the top. I was becoming kind of aggressive. I was saying I'm sorry over and over. I was in a sense like you need to accept my apologies if he didn't want to. I was becoming increasingly upset because I felt like I needed his approval. I needed him to say, hey, Sherelle, I do. I needed some kind of approval. And even though he said he was over, in my mind, I didn't feel like he was. I felt like he was lying because I was like, well, hmm, he doesn't really want to talk to me. So, yeah, with that being said, guys, it just kind of shows you my attachment style. I could have handled that differently. I could have had this missive feeling and said, you know what, I apologize. I'm letting it go. I'm moving on. Oh, well. You know, but I didn't handle it that way. So when you're in these situations where I say it's something that probably can help you, you can easily just say, dismiss, this, your, dismiss your feelings in a sense. Go, hey, you know what? I apologize. I'm over it. I'm moving on. Tell yourself that it's okay that if he doesn't forgive you or if he doesn't speak to you, then that's not your issue. That's his problem, not yours. Cut ties with it, but don't sit there and beat yourself up about it over and over and over and over and say, it's my fault. I just did something wrong. This is something wrong with me. It's nothing wrong with you. Let it go, you know. So I'm learning that when I'm in these situations and I feel a certain way, that I have to learn to dismiss my feelings. I have to learn to say, Sherelle, get over it. In a sense, I have to say, Sherelle, it happened, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't ruin your day. I have to learn to deal with things differently. So um, one girl I was reading on Google, I, I was reading last night, she did a review, and she said that when she felt that way in her relationship, she learned to just go into another room, cry about it, let it out. She learned to just hug herself, put her hand over her heart, and forgive the little girl in her that felt abandoned. And she said when she started doing that, her relationship got better because she wasn't sitting in the room forcing her boyfriend to have a conversation with her, forcing her boyfriend to be present. She wasn't forcing him to do anything. She instead was saying, let me go in another room, let me give him space, let me allow him to get over it. And then she would just go heal herself in a sense. So if you feel like that, guys, in any situation, for now, when I feel like that's what I'm going to do, whether it be a friendship, relationship, I'm going to go in another room, I'm going to walk away from the situation. I'm going to give that person space. I'm not going to keep texting them a thousand times because I do that. Like, I'm not going to say a lot of you guys, when I'm in a relationship, when I'm in a friendship, when I'm upset, I excessively will text and call that person just to get a response because I feel like in order for me to feel good, I have to know in the back of my mind that that person has validated me. And when I don't get that validation, I get obsessive. I get upset. I get aggressive. I become a little bit of danger to myself, in a sense, into that person problem. So you have to learn that when you're in these situations, whether you get mad at somebody or they get mad at you, that's all not, let it go. If you apologize, leave it there. There's nothing you can do. Like today, I'm not going to reach out to my guy friend. I'm not going to talk to him at all today because I said I'm sorry. He didn't respond chose to say he's over, so okay, he's over. I have to move on. I have to go do other things. My life is not revolving around him and his forgiveness. So I have to say, Sherelle, you apologize, move on. 
you know, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, let me, I'm trying to find out other self-help things I can do. Um, for you guys, I put the incense out help. Um, so basically this one says how to heal. Yeah, so this is something to like, you know, you have anxious attachment when you get upset about a text message or a phone call. I'm not going to read through those anymore, but, um, so basically how to fix yourself, become aware of your attachment style. So you know what kind of attachment style you have. I know that I have anxious, anxious attachment style. I'm aware of that now. I have to learn to adjust my behavior. I have to make better decisions. So you have to change your behavior. Reach out to someone you trust. So it's never going to be easy, y'all. It's always going to be tough because if you've had this, like I probably have had this anxious, anxious, uh, this anxious attachment style for years, and I didn't realize I had it. So it's not going to snap my fingers overnight and change. But the one thing I can do is that when I feel triggered, when I feel upset, when those negative thoughts creep into my head, I can change the thoughts. I can change the thoughts. I can change my behavior. I can learn that just because someone isn't talking to you does not necessarily mean that they don't want to be with you or they don't want to uh, have a conversation with you or the friendship is gone. It just means that that person probably needs space. So yesterday, my guy friend probably needed space. But because of my obsession at the time, I couldn't give him that. I had to get validation from him before I could do that. So, yeah, today is a new day, guys. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm going to spend this whole day literally focusing on what I can do to heal myself. That's what I'm going to do the rest of the week. I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to make sure that I'm good. I'm going to make sure that the people around me are good. I'm going to make sure that when I feel triggered in any situation that I walk away. Um, and I can't change the past. It's my ex-boyfriend of two years. Do I wish I handled that differently looking back? Yes. So I wish I was still with him. Sometimes I do. Yes. But I don't know if anything would have changed. But at the same time, like I said, I always look at it both ways. I got to look at it this way, too. If he wanted to be in a relationship, he would have tried to save it. He didn't try to save it. So we walked away from each other. I didn't try to save it either. I let it go. So um, <clears throat> moving forward, I just have to do things differently. Um, you know? So... I'm just going to look at the brighter things, side of things. I'm going to stay positive, keep moving, you know, and do the best that I can. That's all I can do. Now that I know what I, the anxious attachment style I have, which I knew I had it previously, but I kind of didn't. Even though my therapist told me I had this attachment style, I didn't. I'm not going to say I didn't take it seriously. It's just that I didn't look into it as much. So I was like, okay, that's what I have. Okay, cool. You know, I didn't really look into it and think that it was such a huge problem, but it really is a huge problem in my life. So, um, now that I know that, now that I know my triggers, I'm going to move forward and realize that certain things and certain people I just can't be around. Um, what I'm going to do today is, because I feel like the best thing for me to do so that I'm able to um, be better, so that I'm able to be stronger, I am going to... I'm just going to move forward. That's what I'm going to do. 
I was going to say I was going to hide alerts in my phone from certain people, but I don't even want to have to do all that. Even though, because I, I feel like at this point in my life, I don't have to do all that from people anymore, you know. But I'm glad I know my attachment style. Like, I'm glad that I was able to share that with you guys. And I shared some other things with you guys. I, I got a little emotional. <laughs> but moving forward, like, I do realize why it's so important for me to stay single for a year. Why it's so important for me to surround myself with people who have my best interests at heart. And then I had somebody yesterday, one of my friends, they were like, well, I want to come see you. And I was like, no. I said, right now I'm healing. I don't want to be around people because I feel like, I feel like this person previously liked me. And I was like, no, because that's not helping my healing process if you come around because you still have feelings for me. I don't have those feelings for you anymore. All it's going to do is create trauma. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm not going to sit up here and entertain you. Like, no. So I was like, if I sit up here and I entertain you, then what is that doing for me? Like, no. This person, I told them. I said, for now, I'm giving everyone a, a PSA. Like, if I feel like the person is triggering me, I'm just going to walk away. I'm not going to indulge in conversations that trigger me for now. I'm not going to get obsessed with people for now. And I'm going to know my boundaries and my limits. Like, I'm going to just have a wall kind of there for those people in a sense. You know, like, I got to know my limits and what I can and can't handle. And what I, when I can't handle, I got to learn to walk away. So, yeah. So. All right, guys, I, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this for like an hour now. I'm going to end this and give you all a break from me. Um, peace and love. And I'm just going to try to get go to work and focus on my job today and just not about the outside things going on around me. When I leave work today, I'm going to go for a short drive and just clear my head from everything that has happened. But anyway, peace and love, guys.